Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. One of the top questions for hunting bucks is what time of day do you hunt them? On this episode, I'm going to talk about the best time of day in each part of the season. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're talking about one of the biggest, hottest, and I think most misunderstood questions when it comes to hunting bucks, uh, and that is, what time of day do you hunt them? Now, people swear by different times of day. They have experience, they have sometimes research, they have no shortage of opinions. I mean tractor trailer loads of opinions. But here's the thing about this question, what time of day is best? Okay, there's three big factors here. Number one, you have to take into account your area. Okay, no one's advice is going to be perfect for every area. That's just that's just the way it works. This is hunting. We've got different habitats, different climates, different microclimates. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that affect deer movement. So no matter what advice you get or give, no matter what experience you have, you have to realize that it's limited to a specific area, to a specific habitat type. Okay, deer are going to move differently in big hardwoods on public land versus adjacent to huge endless fields of ag, soybeans, corn, whatever it might be, versus suburban neighborhoods. Okay, they're going to move differently. They're going to have different patterns. You're going to have different successes, different experiences in each of these habitats. And then in different parts of the country, you're going to have you know regional differences. So if you've had experience at a particular time of day in your area, nothing's going to be better than that. 
All right, nothing is gonna be better than actual experience in the actual area you plan to hunt. So just, I need to put that first, that's a caveat. All the advice I'm about to give, all the experience I'm about to share, all the information, data, and research has to be taken with a grain of salt and through the optics of, okay, but how does that relate to my area, to my region, to where I hunt? All right, number two, there is no substitute for actual trail cam data from where you plan to hunt. Now, if we talk about experience, hey, experience is great. Experience is a real event filtered through our perception and context stored in a memory that is potentially flawed, if not always flawed to some degree. And then upon that memory, which already here we're on shaky ground, we project something into the future. All right. So when you talk about based on your experience, that means something, but it doesn't mean more than reality. It doesn't mean more than actual trail camera recon, actual photos and videos of deer, of bucks at certain times of day in your region. Now, I do something in regards to this that a lot of people don't do, and that's okay. doesn't bother me. Uh, and that is that I keep my trail cameras out year-round, 24-7, 365. I keep my trail cameras in the woods. Now, that's not on public land, on private land. I, I don't have any trail cameras on public land at the moment, and I'm not sure if I would adopt that same policy there or not. But where I tell most often on the couple small pieces of private land that I'm at, I keep my trail cameras out year-round. The reason is I want to understand the deer movement, the deer patterns, what time of day, what time of year are they in each area. Even if it's not hunting season, I want to know when are they there, when are they not there, and I want to then from that data try to determine, okay, what's their overall use of the land in this region, in this area? The properties that I'm on pay a, play a very small part in the puzzle for how the deer are living in this area, and I want to understand that as much as I can. And then, of course, I'm also looking for turkey pictures in the spring, but nonetheless, you know, real trail camera data is indispensable. It is matters more than experience because experience can be jaded, flawed, and understood with different contexts and remembered in different ways and projected based on feelings and opinions, whereas data on this day at this time, here's the deer that was here, and here's where they were the last three weeks, and now based on that information you can try to pick the best time and day to be in a particular place. Okay, so filter number one, everything is different depending on where you are. Well, some things may be different. Number two caveat, uh, actual data from a trail camera matters more than almost anything else. Now, the other side of this is that trail camera data is always past tense. Okay, it's always happened whether it was even an hour ago or a week ago or a month ago it's past tense so of course we're trying to predict where are the deer going to be in the future so the trail cameras tell us what they've been doing but movement habitat patterns change as the season goes on 
So another reason I like to keep those trail cameras out all the time is I want to compare notes year after year, right? I want to know when were the bucks on this property? What time of day were they at this time last year? What time were they next month last year? Because that's going to give me more insight into how they're going to be using this property in general next month this year. All right. But that's still predictive. Um, and that's still based on, you know, a lot of factors. However, it, the, the best thing I've found to determine future use is by where were they last year at that same time of year, that same month, that same two week period. Where were they last year? Now, of course, we're not probably even talking about the same bucks necessarily, but I find that usage of the land in, you know, less things change in your land or neighboring properties is going to be relatively consistent year after year. For example, one property that I hunt after a certain part in the season, all the deer vanish, all the bucks vanish, all the does vanish. And they are basically gone. I go from 200 photos and videos a week on my trail cameras to five. Just boom, like that. Gone. And then they come back three months later, two, three months later. They're back and they're there the rest of the year, but they're gone those two months. So one, I want to try to understand why, but more importantly, I want to build my hunting plans around that. If I know every year at about the same time, they're going to leave and go somewhere else, most likely because food and cover are better somewhere else at that peak time. And then that food and cover diminishes and then they start coming back. You know, I want to hunt around that. All right. So we've got the caveats in place. Now, on to the actual advice. So each part of the season is different. All right, deer act differently. They operate differently. The breeding cycle is different. And I'm talking about the whole hunting season here from beginning archery to late archery. You got rifle seasons in the middle there. You got shotgun seasons in there. You got flintlock season and muzzleloader season. And depending on where you are, you might have all kinds of seasons. But in terms of that part of the year, here is the general rule of thumb. These are the things that you should, let's see, how should you process this data? You can take these, these recommendations and this information and this advice. I would take that as your starting point. Then you want to refine that starting point with your experiences in your area what's going on locally for you. You want to refine it based on actual trail camera data that you can get, scouting, everything else in order to get closer and closer to what's going to be right for your area. But this is a starting point. I'm talking now in generalities. Okay, I just feel like I need to put a lot of caveats out there because there can be a lot of factors. You know, these things are probably true 70% of the time average across the nation. All right. But in every climate and every state and every area, and depending on the food in your neighborhood, uh, you know, they, they could be different for you. So they're not true all the time, but this is a, this is an average. This is based on experience. This is based on data. This is based on a lot of research, a lot of reading, thousands of YouTube videos watched, books and books read, and actual time in the woods trying to observe these things. All right, so let's just jump right into it now. 
Um, I, I think you've got the, the ability here to take this data and, and this information and, and use it rightly without building uh, expectations that just go too far based on too little. So, you've got the early season. When I say early season, I'm usually talking, well, for the, just, let's just set it down for this video, I'm talking the end of September. In some places, you can start hunting deer mid-September, some places end of September, some places early October. I'm talking for early season, September 15th, which I don't know anybody that can start hunting earlier than that, and if you can, this includes you, from say September 15th through, you know, the, the middle of October, early season, about a month of early season. Bucks operate differently than they do at other times of the year. Bucks are still in their summer habitat, their summer routines, their summer patterns. They have not really started thinking about does yet. In some places, they may have just, you know, shredded the velvet off their antlers. They're still at the tail end of their summer patterns, especially in September. And what I've found is at this time of the year, you can have unbelievable success Things can be unbelievably easier if you can be out there and hunt this time of the year because bucks, it's like they they haven't put their guard up yet, right? They're still used to their summer lounging. They, there hasn't been any pressure in the woods. There haven't been hunters in the woods. They still have unbelievable amounts of cover. You know, there's plenty of lush green vegetation and leaves and, and brush and everything their, their guard is, seems to be down. So I found actually can be a lot easier to hunt in the early season than almost any other part of the season. Now that's for me and that's in my area um, and, and that's a generality, but at the same time, pressure matters nationwide, doesn't matter where you are. So if you can get out there before the pressure, you can have uh, you know surprising success sometimes. So when are bucks typically moving? Well, in the summertime, I've have seen bucks move all day. I've seen them move at all times of the day, but the times they're most active is early morning and then the late afternoon up until the evening. So that first couple hours of daylight and the last couple hours of daylight. But if you had to pick one, bucks tend to move more at the end of the day in the early season from my experience, research, and personal data than they do in the morning. So if you can do evening hunts, then I think you have the best odds of success in the early season. They're getting or going out to feed. They'll often, uh, they'll, they'll start moving earlier in the afternoon than they might later in the year just because they don't have any reason not to. They haven't had any hunting pressure. So I love to go out the first couple days of archery, um, get in the woods, and and just you know have these opportunities. Uh, and other deer tend to move a lot. Also, does does I've found move a lot in the morning this time of year, and again can move throughout the day. Now you always want to focus, you know, based on your weather patterns. The colder the better, relatively speaking, to the rest of the days. However, this time of year, they just seem to have their guard down. So 
Uh, you know, I've done episodes on weather and, and the best temperatures and the best conditions and the best change of weather. Head back, look at those episodes. That'll help guide you in this area. When it comes to time of day solely, evening tends to be the best in the early season. Now, morning can still be productive, but I find evening probably two to one tends to be the best for hunting bucks in the early season. That said, I still love to go out at the crack of dawn on opening day of archery. It's like tradition. Usually see a lot of deer, but the evening is still when the odds are better. So you can go out in the morning, you could take a break at midday, then come back for the evening, or if you want to do an all-day hunt. Uh, I find that can be one of the funnest times of the year to do an all-day hunt, because it's the first hunt. You're so, you're, you know, you're full of energy, you're full of enthusiasm, you're like, yeah, I'm out there. Uh, but then I just, I don't like to hunt all day, almost ever, but that could be a day where I do an all-day hunt, just because all these factors. So then you get into what's called the October lull. And this is usually the week after um, archery season opens in October up until the pre-rut. And the October lull is not something that is actually a real thing in the deer world. It is something created by hunting pressure of too many hunters getting out in the woods in early archery. So the woods just get saturated with people deer movement declines during the day. Now, if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of hunting pressure, that doesn't have a lot of other hunters, and you manage you know, your use of the land well, and you don't over hunt particular areas, and you don't leave too much scent in the woods, and you know, I've done episodes on all these things, you can go back and look at them or listen to them. If you manage your area well, and you don't have a lot of hunting pressure, there can be no October lull for you where you hunt. It is exclusively the product of hunting pressure in the woods. So that's not really a thing, but if you're in an area with a lot of hunting pressure, you're going to experience that. And what that's going to do is that is going to shrink your windows of deer movement to the last hour, last half hour of the day. So what I recommend you do, early season is fun to hunt evenings tend to be the best time. If you're in an area and you're not sure what to do about the October lull, check your trail cameras, check your data. Use that to figure out, you know, is hunting pressure affecting your area? Are deer still on the move? But typically this time of the year, evening is still the best time to hunt. All right, so then you go from the early season to the pre-rut. Now the pre-rut, the exact timing here is going to be a little different depending on where you are north versus south in the country. But the pre-rut is basically the last week or two of October through the beginning of the rut, usually the, the beginning of November. So it's about a two-week period. Just, you know, for, for simplifying sake, it's basically the last two weeks of October. Um, but it is the time period leading up to the rut. So what's going on during the October or during the pre-rut? Well, ducks, are, er, ducks, excuse me, deer are starting to have serious hormone release. They're starting to get ready for breeding. Bucks start to get on the move. They start looking for does. They start just covering ground. They're 
they're they're like waiting for the for the first does to come into estrus so they can jump on it they've got all their energy all their strength they're ready to go and they're just cruising they are looking they're not really breeding yet they haven't come fully into it yet but bucks are moving they're covering ground in daylight so once you hit the pre-rut this can be the most exciting time of the season this can be even more exciting than the rut in some areas, not everywhere, uh, but in some places, depending on the area and the terrain where you can hunt, this could be the most exciting part of the season. So what's going on here? Bucks are moving often the first half of the day. So you shift. In the early season, the evening is, is essentially the most effective time or the most productive time. But once you get to the pre-rut, that shifts to the morning. And bucks are out, bucks are moving often from, you know, before the sun comes up, up until noonish. They are on the move. They can move miles in a given day, just covering ground, often establishing patterns and circuits that they will run. And, and every few days, they can maybe through a certain area. It really depends a lot on the habitat and the geography and so on. It can be so different depending on the, the habitat. But often bucks are moving and the mornings during the pre-rut become prime time. So you are evening as the best time of hunt up until mid-October or till the last week of October. And then morning becomes prime time. Now that continues right up into the beginning of the rut. And once the rut really kicks in, that first week of November, uh, things then heat up even more. Bucks start getting into it. Does start coming into estrus. You start seeing fighting. You might see some fighting in the, in the pre-rut as well. You see a lot of sparring in the early season and in the pre-rut. But when does are re really coming into estrus, You'll see bucks really fighting it out, broken antlers, uh, which is one of the reasons I like to hunt in the early season and try to take a deer in the early season because usually they've not busted any antlers off yet. They've not broken any tines yet. They, they've got their full racks. They haven't started fighting. But you get into the rut and it, it can be just rock em, sock em, crazy action. Now people say, okay, what's the best time of day to hunt during the rut? During the rut, when the breeding is on, 24 hours a day are the best day to, is the best time to hunt. Any time of the day goes during the rut. Morning, evening, even midday. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot, a lot of people who have taken huge bucks at two in the afternoon or noon. You know, just, you know, every time of the day can be productive during the rut. You know, if you're going to do some full day sits... This is the time where you want us to be out in the woods all day. Not necessarily all day in the same spot. Go back, listen to some previous episodes I've done on this subject. But, you know, it's rarely is there a spot that you would hunt that is good morning and evening. Most spots, most hunting stands, most blinds are best either in the morning or either in the evening. And then depending on the wind, you know, when should you be there and when shouldn't you be there. But, you know, there, there are, you know, I don't know, 10%, 20% of locations that are great all day, but the majority of them are best in the evening or best in the morning. Now, they could be okay in the morning 
am best in the evening or vice versa. But rarely is there there are spots that are best both times a day. So what you want to do is you want to, uh, you know, through your scouting, through your trail cameras, through your experience, through how the land and how deer use the land, determine, you know, which which stands and which spots are best for which time of day. So you might hunt all day. You might hunt until, you know, 1.30 in the afternoon in your morning spot. And then you might leave there and go to your evening spot for the rest of the day. You know, that might be what you do if you don't, you know, but it all depends. But if you're going to have all days, you know, if you're going to schedule full days off work, if you're going to take, you know, a week of vacation, which I'm not even recommending, uh, but if you're going to do something like that, this is the time to do it. That first two weeks of November, again, depends on where you're at. Those tend to be the, the, the highlight of the rut. Now, something that happens, though, in the rut, people have different names for it. Depends on who you follow. But you have what's called the lockdown phase. And the lockdown phase depends really on the balance of does versus bucks in your area. But during the lockdown phase, what can happen is every buck can be on a doe who are all in estrus at the same time. If you have a lot more does than bucks and they all go in estrus at the same time, then the bucks aren't moving anymore. They're just sitting on trailing and breeding those does and they've got no shortage of them. So when the doe breeding hits its point, if you have bad balance in your area, then you may, you know, the deer may be moving like crazy. They may be fighting it out over the first does that are coming into estrus so they can, you know, determine who's got dominance and who can breed this one right now. But then once there's more does in estrus than there are bucks to breed them, it could go, you know, in 48 hours from crazy action to dead, quiet, nothing happening. Of course, it's happening, but those 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 deer aren't moving anymore. They are bedded down in thick cover and taking care of business. You know, a doe can she can you know release scent that she's coming into estrus a day or two before she does. She can be in estrus for a day or two, and then that buck may still stick around for another day. Who knows? So you know, one doe coming in estrus could occupy a buck for two, three, four days. And if you've got more does than bucks that are that are breedable at any given moment, then all the bucks may may appear to vanish. Um, so then, what you have is it comes down the now. If you have a different balance, if you have more bucks than does, or if you have very even numbers, then you won't have that effect, or at least not to that degree. So if you've got good deer ratios in your area, then you're likely to see continued action throughout the entire rut. Uh, it may it may you know diminish at the peak breeding point, but it still shouldn't vanish. Uh, in areas though where you have really bad balances, then it could be like all the deer just evaporated or abducted by aliens. But it'll come down on the other side. You know those deer get bred. Then you, again, you have more bucks than you do does that are available, and you'll start to see more movement again. So you start to come down the other side of the rut, deer start moving again, you start seeing more activity, and then you reach a point where the bucks have just pittered out. All right, the, the does have, they've, most of them have been bred, and the bucks have just pittered out. Um, they, they pretty much go into recoup mode. They just, they, they, they fizzle out on breeding, 
and they just start eating and sleeping and recuperating, bucks can lose somewhere around 30% of their body weight during this time because they're spending weeks chasing does, hardly eating anything, and they just they just start to atrophy. You know, they just start to, they just run out of fat, they run out of energy, they run out of ability, they're, they're exhausted, sometimes reaching close to the point of dying, depending on the area and how intense the rut is. So they may then go down for a couple weeks and they're just recuperating. Now, depending on your state, my state, Pennsylvania, finds this is the perfect time to have rifle season. <laughs> Almost every year, you know, the timing is a little different because rifle season's based on when Thanksgiving is. It follows that. And then the rut is uh, basically the same exact time of the year. So it can vary some. But most of the time, it seems that rifle season starts right when you intersect this point of the season when bucks are just completely spent and they disappear. So you have minimal buck activity. I, to date, hunting in Pennsylvania for years and years now, I have still never seen a shootable buck in rifle season. Ever. Ever. Not one time during the regular rifle season have I seen a shootable buck. They're here. They were here two weeks before. They were there two weeks after. It's not just that they're that brilliant, it's that it just comes at that time of the season where they've just completely spent and they're not moving anymore. And then that hunting pressure kicks in and it's like they just dig into a hole and die and wait until they recuperate. And they're eating at nighttime mostly, but they're still not moving much. And then you get through that part of the season, rifle season ends, the bucks start to move again. You have... Uh, you know, a doe that isn't bred during the rut, she will come into estrus again about a month later. All right, so if a doe is missed, it's not the end. She could come into estrus about a month later again. And then some does, you know, yearlings and, and whatever it is, uh, they may not be ready to breed during the rut. And it could be a month or two later. They're just late because based on when they were born, it's their first season. They may be running a bit behind. So after this, now you're in mid-December. You've got what a lot of people call the second rut. Depending on where you are, it can be a really noticeable thing or it can just be an idea people talk about and you don't really experience. Really depends on the area, the deer ratios, the balance, the habitat, and so on. But at this part of the season... The best time to hunt changes back to the evenings and, and usually evening food sources. That's where you want to be. That's where you want to go. Um, you know, at this point, you're in the late season. Once rifle season closes in most states, at least in Pennsylvania, you get to mid-December. And pretty much from then on, the best place, the best time of day to hunt bucks through the end of January is going to be the end of the day. The last couple hours of daylight in areas where they're going to feed on food sources and fields and food plots and wherever they might have something that they can eat that they're going to go to. That's usually the best time of day. Of course, you can take a buck any time of day, any day of the year. It has happened. It does happen. But we're talking about the best times of day. You know, what, what are the odds most in your favor? If you're going to take time, if you're going to use vacation days, if you're going to take time away from your family, 
you know, whatever the case may be, when should you focus that time in the woods? Because like most people, you probably can't hunt 90 days a year. So you, you need to decide, okay, what time of day is best? You know, I find it's a lot easier to do a few evening stand, sits in a row versus trying to hunt a few days in a row or one day, just a whole day. I'd rather do two evenings in one whole day uh, just because I think you have significantly better chance this time of year. So let's recap here. Early season, evening tends to be the best. Mornings are okay. Then you that, that lasts up until the pre-rut which is mid-October, and from there for the next two weeks up until the beginning of November, and again, all this varies by a few days or a week depending on where you are, but from the pre-rut to the rut, mornings become the best time. During the rut, all day is the best time. Immediately following the rut, pretty much never is the best time. <laughs> just, you know, it just seems like, okay, that couple weeks following the rut... Once you hit about the 21st of November, 25th, somewhere in there, uh, basically seems like the next two weeks is the worst. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. But if you had to pick a time of day that was going to be best, it would be the evening. And then you get into the late seasoning and evening is absolutely the best time of day. Um, mornings, not even close. So it goes evenings in the early season mornings during the pre-rut any and every time of day during the rut and then evenings following the rut all the way through the late season and again we're talking about bucks hunting does uh you know does are going to follow these same general waves and these same general guidelines but does are going to be they're going to just move more and move more during the daylight so, you know, you can hunt and doze in the morning can be just as effective on times of year where the evening's best and hunt and doze in the evening during the pre-rut can, can be just as good. So doe hunt, does are more versatile. They're, they're just, they're less wary. They put up with more hunting pressure and they'll be moving more during the day, but we're talking about bucks. So evening, morning, all day, evening, evening, evening. Those are usually, that's pretty much the guidelines. But now take it back. Filter that through everything I talked about at the beginning. Your area, your region, your neighborhood, your actual plot of land, your experience, your trail camera photos and data. And then if you have the kind of data, which if you're a brand new hunter, you won't yet. Or even if you've been out for a season or two, you probably don't have enough trail cameras. But eventually you get to the point where you can have the data from, okay, last year, this week, this month, what were the patterns? And those patterns are likely to repeat unless there was a change, you know, where all the deer were killed, which doesn't often happen, but it can. So these are the kind of things to keep in mind to try to determine what's best for you. Again, I gave general guidelines. You need to refine that into your area and your experience and your data to figure out what's best for you where you hunt. But I really hope this is helpful for you guys. Please hit subscribe uh, and make sure you go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for this show. Would really appreciate. There's no better way that I know of to reach more people with this podcast than through five-star reviews on iTunes with comments. Please leave a comment. Uh, because that affects the algorithm and then where this show is, is shown and how it shows up in search and so on. 
So I'd really appreciate it. And please go to the website, newhuntersguide.com. I have all the shows I've ever done organized by category. You can go to the deer hunting tab under show categories and you can see every single episode ever done over the last three years about deer hunting and they're organized by subject and topic and you can find things a lot easier there and please leave me a note send me an email through the website or through facebook would love to hear from you your comments your questions your feedback till next time god bless you guys and go get them in the woods